This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers scramble to handle outbreak. China said deserving of flexibility. And FDA chief sees confusion on dairy labels. Congress looks to contain outbreak fallout. The growing economic fears over the coronavirus outbreak, now officially a global pandemic, have lawmakers working to pass a stimulus package, including expanded nutrition assistance for low-income Americans. The House is expected to vote today on a bill. By the way, agencies and groups continue to change meeting plans due to the outbreak. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission postponed this year's Ag Commodity Futures Conference, which was planned for April 1st and 2nd in Overland Park, Kansas. The commission also is relocating back to D.C., an open meeting planned for Kansas City on March 31st. The American Soybean Association is canceling in-person board meetings and hill visits originally scheduled for next week in D.C., The National Corn Growers Association will hold a board meeting next week via video conference. China may deserve flexibility on ag purchases. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, whose committee oversees trade policy, says China may deserve some flexibility when it comes to fulfilling promises under the Phase 1 trade deal because of the difficulties dealing with the coronavirus. I think they can say they're taking the proper steps to carry out phase one, but the subtraction from that would be their economy is in trouble, Grassley told reporters yesterday. And the extent to which their economy is in trouble, I think they would have some flexibility. Those steps Grassley referenced include actions taken by China to lift trade barriers, such as the country's recent decision to lift its ban on U.S. beef from cattle over 30 months old at slaughter. Take note, U.S. and China did not lift tariffs as a part of the Phase 1, but Grassley says there are talks in the White House on potentially lifting tariffs to ease the coronavirus pressure. He said, I think in order for it to do any good, it would have to be reciprocal. China recently began taking applications from importers there for limited exemptions from tariffs on U.S. farm goods. FDA chief, plant-based terms may mislead consumers. FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn says he shares concerns that consumers are being misled by dairy terms that are used by plant-based alternatives. But he says there are potential First Amendment issues in restricting the use of terms and that agency lawmakers are working through the issue. The use of dairy terms may lead consumers to believe that these products have the same key nutritional attributes as dairy products, even though these products can vary widely in their nutritional content. Han speaking to the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee yesterday. He gave no timetable for a decision. And on CBD, Han says the White House is working with his agency as FDA tries to resolve the regulatory issues involving hemp-derived CBD. FDA is under pressure for the industry to provide a path to legal status for the use of CBD in dietary supplements and food. He said we're working through the process with the department in the White House 
to get a balanced approach, he said. U.S. ranchers see opportunity in U.K. British consumers want access to U.S. beef and, well, negotiated trade pack would give them the opportunity to choose ribeyes from Nebraska and T-bones from Texas, according to Ethan Lane, Vice President for Government Affairs at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. The U.K. is technically still beholden to Europe's ban on beef from cattle treated with growth hormones and the EU quota for non-hormone beef, but that will end December 31st. So it's up to the British whether they will keep the European ban or accept international standards on residue levels that the EU refuses to abide by. Lane tells AgriPulse NCBA is pushing hard in the U.S. and in the U.K., before negotiations have even technically begun for a trade pact that opens up the British market, something he said beef eaters on both sides of the Atlantic would appreciate. Peterson seeks to boost aquaculture. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota has introduced a bill intended to spur the growth of the domestic aquaculture industry to feed the demand for seafood. The Advancing the Quality and Understanding of American Aquaculture Act, or Aqua Act, would establish an Office of Marine Aquaculture within the National Marine Fisheries Service to coordinate the federal permitting process. The permitting process would make no changes to current environmental standards. Peterson says he has support from both the seafood industry as well as soybean producers who would benefit from increased feed demand. Lawmakers want to measure conservation outcomes. A new bipartisan bill would authorize USDA to start measuring the environmental impact of Farm Bill conservation programs. Among other things, the Farmer Driven Conservation Outcomes Act would require USDA to use up to 1% of the funding available for new program enrollments to pay for the measurement and evaluation process. The findings would be made public only if the individual data is aggregated to protect personally identifiable information. Now take note, the bill's co-sponsors include Senators Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, and two senior members of the House Agriculture Committee, Representatives Marsha Fudge of Ohio and Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania. Broadband funds neutral on technology. The FCC is moving ahead with a $20.4 billion program to expand broadband access to rural America, despite congressional critics who say the agency should have first fixed its maps that are supposed to identify service gaps. FCC Chairman Ajit Payai argues the agency has adequate information to move forward and vowed to be technology neutral when distributing funds. It is important to make sure we're technologically neutral in order to enable the technology that best suits a particular part of the country to be able to deliver broadband, P.I. told AgriPulse. RMA okays crop insurance in some damaged levy districts. USDA's Risk Management Agency plans to approve crop insurance at regular rates for some farmers who experienced extreme weather, broke levees, and flooding along the Missouri last year. 
State and regional leaders, including Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Neg, recently toured the area to inspect the repaired levees. On Wednesday, RMA told crop insurance companies that farmers in levee districts 550, 594, and 575 in Fremont County, Iowa, and Atchison County, Missouri, would be eligible for regular crop insurance rates. The decision comes just days before the March 15 sales closing date for crop insurance. Previously, RMA officials said growers could purchase crop insurance at much higher premium rates if levies were not repaired, according to earlier specifications. Finally, here's today's He Said It. I can't even pronounce Corona right now because I drink a different kind of beer. That Representative Mark Amodi of Nebraska during a House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.